0: So if you want to hear more of our podcast, please click on jamesandsana.com and you can hear our previous episodes. And please subscribe because James has some good word of wisdoms every morning to share with you guys through that email that comes into your inbox.
1: Hello honey How are ya?
0: Good, how are you?
1: I'm great, couldn't be better In fact In order for me to be better There would have to be two of me That's how good I am
0: Uh, How are you? You have your better half
1: (laughs) Okay, so I'm good and, And then you're better Yeah. Sana is better than me In every possible way.
0: That's not true.
1: Except for playing trumpet. I play trumpet better than you do.
0: Yeah, you're much better than fingering.
1: Trumpet will teach a man to finger and tongue properly.
0: You don't really use your tongue to play trumpet.
1: Oh, of course you do. Your tongue is very, very important. Yeah, you use your lips to make the buzzing sound, but the tongue is used to uh, form the pitches. That's how, you, um, that's how you play with accuracy, is you have to know where to put the tongue. Very uh, scientific, and it t- requires a lot of uh, practice to know exactly how to form the tongue in the mouth so that you can play the correct pitch.
0: Wow, well, I didn't know that.
1: No, you can't just play into it and press the button and get the right note. You have to know uh, how much air to push through, um, where to place the tongue inside of your mouth. Trumpet playing is kind of like the best ones. The best players can make it look like a swan uh, swimming gracefully along the lake, but un- underneath the water is, you know, there that proverb of the 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 kicking, and it's very very violent and very. Active underneath the water, but above the water, it's very graceful. So the best trumpet players make it look easy, but it is anything but easy. Although once you get, once you reach a certain level of proficiency, then it it's, it's easier, and there are ways to play and more efficiently. And I suppose it's easier than other ways to play, but it's still uh, a very very physical activity. Playing trumpet. And a lot of people don't realize how difficult it really is.
0: Honey, you know what?
1: What, sweetheart? Sweet th- 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 <laughs> Mimi na, mimi Mimi Named. People Sweet who listen to our last episode. People who listen to our last episode will get the joke. Anyway, what what is it, sweetheart?
0: You know, I want to learn a lot of stuff from you.
1: What do you want to learn from me?
0: Like, for example, how to focus.
1: How to focus?
0: Yeah. Concentrate. Uh,
1: um, well, I, I uh, is... You're
0: probably asking why I said that.
1: Yes, as a matter of fact, I am.
0: <laughs> well, because I think you can concentrate really, really good, because with all the craziness going around you and having me in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But uh, you're pretty much like accurate on your calendar every day. Wake up on time, do your daily routine and productive day, effective day with your work. So, yeah, I want to learn that from you, how to be focused and concentrate.
1: Okay, Um, it's not something that you can really teach. It's something that is. uh, It's just something that you adopt and you, uh, you practice it and you add this here and you add that there. Yeah, it's not really something that you can teach. It's just something. It's a lifestyle that you adopt. I often feel like I'm operating at about ten percent the the productivity that I'm capable of. Um, There are many times that I wish that I could be more productive than I am but all things considered there's a lot going on in my life and um, so I I just sometimes I wish that I could do more but I look at the 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 whole the sum of the whole and uh, it's a busy life and it's not something that you can you can't just sit down and lecture someone on how to be productive it's just a lifestyle that you adopt over time. You add this, you tweak that and uh, soon enough you have uh, a productive lifestyle.
0: There are a lot more things that I would like to learn from you and I'm going to stop it here because this is going to be a surprise for our audience. It's going to be in other episode. <laughs> well, honey.
1: Okay. Yes, dear.
0: Um, one of our listeners reached out privately to me and ask me a question okay this lady was asking me about our episode how we are away from each other and how our love grows when we are apart and um, Mm -hmm. she was asking how about physical intimacy how are you guys dealing Mm -hmm. with that I think we should maybe touch on that topic a little bit today
1: Okay, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm game. Let's do it. I'll let you lead and I will fill in the gaps where I see necessary.
0: Well, I'm sure this question would be probably for um, other listeners too. And, um, and I think in previous episodes, we also touched on this topic a little bit that we are physically and sexual, I mean, physically apart, and our f- sexual intimacy is missing in our life, married life. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are several strategies and steps me and you take in order to kind of, you know, keep us happy and keep our relationship afresh. I'd like to emphasize that um, me and you are really, sexual life really grows into much better uh, when we are more familiar with each other's mental and emotional level. So this period of time that we are away from each other actually kind of prepare us for that physical intimacy that we're going to have when we are together
1: I agree Uh, when you uh, are not able to have something that you desire and it's just a natural desire then -hmm. when you have it you just appreciate it it feels better uh, and it's just more meaningful when you have saved yourself and you don't carouse and uh, satisfy those desires with other people. It just, right, it's just right. make, <clears throat> makes it that much more sacred.
0: Exactly. There so I live a, things.
1: I, I, if I can say that, uh, I was just thinking yesterday or maybe the day before about what a boring life I live. Uh, like I, while we're apart, I'm here in Virginia, you're in Vietnam. And, uh, my life is basically, I wake up, I do my hygiene, I do, uh, you know, my work, and we speak as much as possible. Uh, oftentimes, I'm picking up my son and spending time with him, uh, letting you and and he uh, bond via the phone, or WhatsApp, or whatever it is. And then I just watch, uh, like, Breaking Bad for a couple of episodes, and then I'll go to bed. And it's like rinse, wash, and repeat. And I just thought, that what what a boring life it is. Looking at the aggregate, it's just not very exciting. And I realized <clears throat> this is actually a good thing because it's not like I'm going out and going to the strip clubs. I'm not uh, <clears throat> on some dating site finding girls or women here in, in town. I'm not interested in any of that. My life is boring, but... I like it boring because I'm not getting into trouble.
0: Your life is not boring at all. you do so much. you just said so many things that you do
1: well it's it's predictable and what i'm what I'm getting at is that it i I, I guess some people would in my position they'd be out looking at this on the internet or they'd be uh just going out on dates with other women. Sexually active with other women, and they justify it by saying, "Well, I'm, you know, I've, I've got these desires, and they have to be satisfied." And so they justify it, but that's that's not a decision that I've made. I've I've chosen to um, save myself for you while we're apart.
0: Well, my life is much b- boring than yours. <laughs> Mine is. Yes, pretty your much. life is
1: dreadfully boring. <laughs>
0: It's always the apartment, working from home, sleeping, take puppy for a walk. I don't even watch movies and I don't like to play games. Uh, pretty much all the time, I'm thinking about you and uh, thinking about you, thinking about you, that's all. Yeah, that's something that I want to learn from you to how to control my worldly desire, physical desire.
1: You want to learn that from me?
0: Yeah, because you're a very strong man.
1: I should be learning this from you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We should learn it from each other. Yeah, so. Okay, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, so uh, there are stuff that we do together that kind of, you know, bring us more close together and we kind of forget about that physical intimacy. Like we have spiritual intimacy. We, we enjoy, and we're waiting to wake up and do devotions together. I enjoy, and it kind of turned me on when I ask you to read the Bible and preach it to me.
1: This is a practice that we do, and I need to point out that the way that this typically goes is Sana will like open up her Bible, just completely random, and it's going to be in like the book of Ezra or something. And she'll turn to like Ezra chapter six (laughs) and she'll say, okay, read this and I'll read it. And then she'll say, so what does it mean? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, he's telling a story of rebuilding the wall or no, that's Nehemiah. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's a very much a story and it means basically what it means. What do you want from me, woman? (laughs) But that that's just kind of. Funny how, how things go like that. that that's basically right. how our Bible studies go. It's funny.
0: Yeah, but me and James are mutually attuned. Uh, we are much more relaxed. We know that there is a greater power than us in control of our lives. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. Hmm. Right, honey?
1: <laughs> so you have the, the emotional intimacy. We're, we're, that has grown stronger. While mm-hmm. while we're separated. Yeah. And we're not able to have that physical intimacy, but I think maybe by saving ourselves physically for each other, we just grow uh, emotionally closer.
0: Right. Because we know our body is temple of God, and we shall not abuse it.
1: <laughs> right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Apart from that spirituality, we also do um, a lot of other worldly stuff together. Very normal things that couples do together. Like um, we go shopping, we call on the video, we ask each other what is our opinion about this place, this shop, that item, or oh, yeah. should you buy this and that? So we do shopping together virtually. We also have breakfast, dinner, or food together. Uh, we... Uh, not, <laughs> it's just that physically I'm not there but actually I am there we eat together, we watch movie together, we go walking together we exercise together virtually and um, uh, these are something that you know is not really missing in our life
1: yeah I mean it's not the same to, to like shop for a bed if you're, if you're sitting here right next to me and I'm looking on Craigslist for example for a new bed Then and then we're going to look at it together. That's that's a special thing. But recently, I just bought a bed, and of course, Sana is not here, but I checked it out and showed it to her. And I mean, it's 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 doable for the time being, it's not the same, but we do manage to find ways to share these experiences together,
0: right? We also have a lot of activities or we are basically involved in some sort of um, activities that make us emotionally connected.
1: Mm -hmm. Such as?
0: We are empathic for each other. We also open our, you know, we open up easily to talk to each other about our feelings, thoughts, values, belief, hope, dream, ambition, even worries and fears we have. Yes. And that makes us to understand each other better rather than disagreeing, judging each other, or blaming each other. Which end up in any of us will go, well, stop it there, you're criticizing me.
1: Yeah, you learn to allow the other one. You you learn when the person is just venting and just blowing off steam and you don't take it personally. And you just say, ah, she... You know we're both we're both going through something here, and it's frustrating. And she just needs to vent. She's not saying it to me as much as she just needs to say it, and she just needs to get it off her chest. And uh, you just you just learn to understand. You know when the other person is just blowing off steam, and she's not talking to you.
0: On the other note, it's also uh, related to our characteristics or let's say our maybe trait uh for me being a sapiosexual and you being sapiophile
1: a sapio what file that sounds like like i'm being accused of something you have to clarify (laughs) what that means honey
0: don't worry honey
1: (laughs) (laughs) a sapiophile
0: yeah, that's okay, okay. S-A-P-I-O-P-H-I-L-E.
1: Okay, I think we alluded to this topic in the last episode, so let's uh, talk about this. Because this is where I learned from you, honey, because you introduced this term to me a couple of weeks ago. And I had never heard it before, but basically, I guess, a sapiosexual is someone who gets turned on by another person's intellect. Is that correct? Right,
0: yeah. Okay. So um for sapiophile or sapiosexual uh sexual attractions basically let's put it this way uh, for many people comes in very different forms but there is this group of people who exist in the world that are drawn toward more uh intelligent people who instead of their appearance and how they look uh, actually, there is a study conducted by Dr. Giles or Giles uh, that uh, she claims that one in ten young people find intelligence more attractive than looks and personality. And this is a big case study for you know. I think it's done in America. Uh, mm, humans actually, by instinct, honey, you can agree with me. Look for people with more uh, with the. Uh, look for people with whom they actually could potentially have more intelligent and healthier children so that's like an instinct everybody when you talk to whether they are sapiosexual or not they always talk about it i want to have a happy marriage i want to have healthy children intelligent kids and stuff like that and this group is more prone to you know look for a partner like that but the main difference between the sapiophile and sapiosexual is not really big. Um, the sapiosexual, they are uh, people who can create effective bond with that intelligent person that they are attracted to. But sapiophiles embodies the satisfaction of sexual, sexuality drive, let's say, sexual drive. And uh, they do not depend on emotional ties. So basically, sapiosexual emphasizes sex rather than mere emotion, but sapiophile emphasizes more love.
1: So which one are you? Are you a sapiosexual or a sapiophile?
0: I'm a sapiosexual.
1: Because the first time that you you explained this to me, briefly, and that was a very good explanation, I thought, you know, reading like uh, chemistry or physics equations or something and you touching yourself. I mean, I thought right. that, but that's not—that's not really accurate. It's just that you just get turned on by someone who is intelligent, and or maybe the best way to put it is that the intelligence is more uh, of a turn on than physical appearance. Is that the best way to put it?
0: Right. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Got actually, it. I'm going to tell you few ways that sapiosexuals actually get turned on.
1: Okay. Go for it.
0: So the very first thing you should do is to pay attention to this person's unique interest. So when you can show unique enthusiasm or curiosity towards their interest, they become more inclined toward you. Uh, It could be any. Like, for example, if I like Breaking Bad, start watching Breaking Bad with me.
1: Shared interests.
0: Right. Or you can orate your foreplay, Emily Morse a psychologist said once for a sapiosexual the brain is more powerful sex organ so the biggest turn on for that person can be talking about it so uh, this kind of person like to talk about it and uh, pretty much figure it out what's the best you know way to turn each other on I don't want to go really into detail <laughs>
1: No, it's, we, we have time, honey. It's okay. I think if people were turned off by this topic, I think that they would have pressed stop by now. So I think, I think the people that are still with us, they want to hear this. So let's let's dive as deep as you want.
0: Okay. Next point is to discover culture together. So the sapiosexuals or sapiophiles, they're the kind of people that they're eager to learn new things and they want to connect with their loved ones or lovers by exchanging knowledge and philosophical beliefs. So that would be one way to kind of turn them on. Oh, this one. I love it. If you know that your partner is a sapiosexual, let them teach you. Because sapiosexuals, they're, because they are attracted to the intelligent people, Many people think that they know everything, but actually it's not true. sexuals often uh, show and portray that they are open to learn and they're not perfect. They do not know everything that is in this world. So they associate with people like-minded, like, likewise. Uh, after all, you know that true intellectuals can admit when they don't know something and the partner might be also impressed about it uh, because that person is showing some humility, right? right? Right. Mm, so that's one more. Uh, you can have okay. a game night. I love this one, honey. So Game night, yes. Yeah, so save your sexuals and save your files. They love scrabbles, Karen boards, all those kind of a, you know brainy games, chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to make your partner turn on or make it more, what do you call intimate, you can actually kind of, what do you call it? Um, punishment or a reward if somebody got fewer points you can start uh (laughs) taking off your clothes
1: (laughs) right okay
0: (laughs) that's funny but that can Mm -hmm. work actually
1: (laughs) sure sure yeah if i can Uh, say if i if i can interrupt quickly uh a pastor friend of mine this is uh 10 years ago i knew this fellow and we, we we weren't like the best of friends, but we were friends, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was describing. Um, I, I think it was a couple, a, ma- a married couple that attended his his church, and uh, they were they were both mathematicians or like a physicist, very very smart. And this is in um, South Bend, Indiana, which is where the University of Notre Dame is. So very very. A lot of a lot of brainiacs in this town, South Bend, Indiana, mm-hmm. and so he's describing these this man and a woman, one of whom is a like mathematics professor at Notre Dame, the other is a physics professor, I, th- I think. But they're very highly accomplished. They're both like mm-hmm. uh, have their doctoral degrees, and they will literally get turned on by discussing of. Uh, physics uh equations having to do with physics and they will talk about mathematics and this is this is just what turns them on this this was just absolutely this is what gets their gets their blood boiling Mm -hmm. and it and that's like the fuel to their marriage is all this intellect i thought that was very interesting to hear that Mm -hmm. back in the day
0: yeah that's interesting i think they're also sexual. Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay, let's move on to the next point. All right. Um, sapiosexuals also look for consistency with your verbal communication, written communication. So you have to be very careful about your text, talks, whatever you say or promise, because that can turn them off. If because they're they can easily can spot you know.
1: Uh, falsehoods? Uh, are you talking about like falsehoods or just insincerity?
0: Uh, something like that. Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes we are caught up with the hectic day and we just forget with what we said, and then we twist it and say something else. Kind oh, of being
1: careless, kind of careless yeah. with your words. Okay, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, be, if you're careful with what you say, you're mindful.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, next is to share your passion. Sapiosexuals so mm-hmm. love their lovers to talk about their desires and talk about topics that they are more knowledgeable about because they like to learn from their lovers than anyone else. So uh, that's something that you can do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they like to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Okay. They also love to do documentary and... Have dinner and movie nights together and discuss it. So that would be mm. another thing. These are okay. all some of the ways that turn on the sapiosexual.
1: Okay. Well, this one this you is would all... like. Hmm. Okay.
0: Talk nerdy to them.
1: <laughs> Talk nerdy? <laughs>
0: yeah. Sapiosexual. Wait, are wait. People. Did, you, did you
1: say, honey, did you say nerdy or dirty?
0: nerdy (laughs) (laughs) oh honey talk dirty to me
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay well there's plenty more where that came from baby
0: (laughs) yeah so talk nerdy to them so sapiosexuals are people who want to explore attraction through philosophical questions such as what's the meaning of life do you believe in fate or how does one attain happiness and stuff like that so intellectual conversation exploration and gaining perspectives are all qualities that contribute to a se- sapiosexual's level of attraction
1: this reminds me of uh this happens all the time is a man will have a he'll they'll be married a man and a woman will be married for let's say 10 12 15 years and you look at the mm-hmm. woman and from my perspective <clears throat> this is just, this is from the man's perspective I'll look at them and say, that woman is beautiful. She's extremely attractive. She has uh, great hair, beautiful face, a great figure. She's, mm-hmm. she's just like, her, her bosom is great. Her butt looks really nice. <laughs> and, and then the man will leave this woman for another woman. Mm. And it's like, what is wrong with you? You have a beautiful wife. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, what, what is wrong with you? And then he goes for a, a, another woman that probably has exactly the same attributes physically, but mm-hmm. what is missing in that relationship that this person would go for another girl? I, it, it just baffles me that you see these drop-dead gorgeous women and their husbands leave them. I don't I don't I don't understand why that is. What well, is w- man
0: Those men they don't really care about the physical appearance. Maybe there is much more deeper issues in their life that uh, you can see it from outside.
1: They're they're obviously missing intimacy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But why would a man leave a drop dead gorgeous woman for another woman?
0: Because their women do not know how to respect them.
1: I don't I don't know, and I'm not thinking of anyone in particular. It's just that I've I've seen so many times gorgeous women whose husbands have just left them.
0: Yeah, I'm telling for... you. One of the reason is they've been disrespected, they've been cussed, they were not valued, probably the love and commitment in a relationship just died out.
1: That and I think there's this phrase, I don't know if you've heard this, but familiarity breeds contempt. Right. You look at the same woman, and all of a sudden, you know she's not as as beautiful as she was when you first met her. Mm. And if you don't have this phys- th- this uh, sapio sexual attraction, then that beautiful face is going to become familiar. And if mm-hmm. if all you're concerned about is the physical the physical physical attributes of a person, well, even the most beautiful woman with the best body in the world is going to get old after a while it's going to become familiar and you're going to want something else
0: maybe the men think they never age and they think they always remain yeah. handsome and right. maybe those men are narcissists or maybe those men are without moral and washed down
1: yeah th- your hair is falling out man <laughs> that <laughs> gut that gut is there to stay man
0: your hair is falling out and your hair is growing longer all those places you don't want to.
1: Yeah, you're getting more hair in your nose and less on your head. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> your wife has to put up with you too. <laughs> like I, I I've, in, in this last 12 months, I've come to terms with the fact that this little addition to my stomach is probably here to stay. And it's because I'm I'm forty five years old. I've always been super slim, but I just have this little this little belly.
0: I love your like, belly, honey.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, I'm forty five years old. I'm not twenty five. And I'm I'm just getting older. And this is just part of the aging process. You, your body changes physically. Like I have the body of of a forty five year old. I'm not, you know, I'm not thirty years old. You just have to be attuned and aware of that—that that need for that sapio sexuality that we—I think we all have—and it's—it just seems like other people have it uh, in more degrees, or they're more attuned to it, I should say. But I think everybody has it, and maybe the reason that they are uh, lack intimacy in their life is because they're not attuned to this the sapio sexual within them.
0: Okay, so those two points. Uh, that are almost all of them are really visible in our relationship. But I think the storytelling that I always ask you, tell me a story or read me something. Uh, It's always been since we first met. Mm -hmm. I always ask you that. And my point 14, (laughs) you're going to be really surprised. Okay. It's sapiosexuals love to hear their lovers to be the host of podcasts.
1: I, I can see how that would turn somebody on, honestly. And I'm, I'm not being facetious.
0: <laughs> this is not my word, but this is from a survey that I'm sharing. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. pretend to be a host of a podcast if you are not a podcaster like James Newcomb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 I, I can see that because uh, doing a podcast shows initiative. It shows leadership. It shows um, you're willing to take risks. Anytime you press publish on anything, when your name is attached to it, it's it's a little unnerving. And I can say that six years, almost seven years into it, you, I still get a little bit nervous when I hit publish on something, even though it's more familiar than it was seven years ago. But I I, I can see that that makes a lot of sense because it, you just you, you kind of have to be a leader in in many Hi. ways.
0: All you have to do is download the an app and record. You don't have to be perfect. It should. Ha- it just have to touch your uh, innermost part of your loved one. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. No, I I can I I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: And last but not least, learn a new skill together. Always try to do DIY projects together or learn something new. Learn a new language. Learn a new. Um, dance move, um, instrument, musical instrument, or much more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's all.
1: Yeah. Learn a new... Uh, did you say dancing?
0: Dance moves, yeah.
1: Like salsa dancing?
0: Salsa, Persian belly dance.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that, but you can do it.
0: Uh, you will do it.
1: I'll learn the male <laughs> the male version of Persian dancing. Yeah. Why okay. not? Yeah, sure. I've got plenty of belly to show off. I, can, I know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've got the right size, honey.
1: <laughs> show off my 45-year-old belly.
0: I'm, I'm going to make sure to get that belt with lots of coin. Jingle, 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 <laughs> jingle around your belly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, that's funny. All right. Well, thank you for listening in. And uh, this is, I'm James, and this is my wife, Sana. And you can learn about us, follow us, keep up with us at jamesandsana.com. So it's J-A-M-E-S and dot com. And we're going to be putting out content about all kinds of stuff, such as tips and tricks on how to expedite the visa process, some of the things that we learned, some of the mistakes that we made, Maybe we can help other people uh, not make those mistakes, but just follow it. Jamesandsana.com. Keep it in mind, and uh, we will be in your earballs very soon.